You're gonna make me count? Okay. Okay. I'm counting. Ten. Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 92. And whoop, whoop. Walking Dead season premiere. That's right. Episode 100. Nice. So how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Walker Stalkers this weekend. Are you excited? I'm super excited. And Very you're, you're going to be working there again as usual. Yep. How yep. many years is this now? Four? Four years. Okay. Con's been going on for five. So the first year, Scott and I attended as fans. Yep. And then I started volunteering the year after, and now we're called ambassadors. Oh, really? Nice. Mm -hmm. Does that give you any privileges? Money. Oh, okay, because now you get paid. (laughs) Now we get paid. They finally, yeah, they're finally paying volunteers there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're we're still fans. And you're still mooching off of me. Yes. Exactly. We get free tickets. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. I'm not... You know, I'll take it, that kind of stuff, any day. <laughs> I am happy to provide you with the means to get in. Sweet. It'll be a fantastic weekend. And all the cast members are going to be there. There's really? Gonna... All of them? Yeah. I mean, all the current ones. Some of the former mm-hmm. ones will not be there. Lee Majors is going to be there. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Lee Majors is not even on the show. Nick Carter. <laughs> Lee Majors is not on any show. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't been on anything in 15 years. Yeah, I'm not sure what Lee Majors' deal is, but I really would like to get a picture taken with him. Um, Bill Cosby is going to be there. No, 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 no. Don't even put them in the same group. He's going to be selling Jell-O pudding pops. Three cast members from Fear will be there. Madison Strand and Jake. Still Jake. Really? Come on now. Madison. Jake is kind of random. Yeah, he'll be... That's all right. He can make the trip. But I think it's Madison's first time. Kim Dickens. Right. Yeah, I don't think she's been to one of these before. I think Strand, we owe her Strand some has. Coleman has, right? Coleman was there last year. I got my picture taken with him last year. Met him. Yeah. He was super nice. He gives mm-hmm. really good hugs. Does he? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He I was laughing. Awesome. Dwight was the one that was stabbing you in the back with the pen. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, during one of the signings. Well, Coleman Domingo told me last year that he gave me the spoiler that his character would be returning this year. Remember mm-hmm. that? That's right. I do yep. remember that. Yep. That yep. rascal. Yep. So good times in Atlanta this weekend. We're very excited. Yeah, totally. Yep. Gonna have a blast. So what are you drinking, Scott? I am drinking uh, another one of the beers from Primal Brewery. The other one I have, which is the Poho IPA. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had one of those. That was good. Oh, uh, it. Yeah, and it's delicious. It's really good. It's a. It's oh, a no, uh, very smooth <laughs> IPA. Yeah, I think they did a wonderful job. Always a fan. What about you, Kimmy? I am drinking, oh, that's a good beer. I'm drinking abbreviated IPA from the Bozeman Brewing Company out of Bozeman, Montana. And it's a oh, yeah. session IPA. That's like a Portland beer. That's Well, it's uh, brought back from Scott. Remember, he promised he was bringing some back from Montana. Yeah. That's what he brought yep. us. That's really yep. good. That's it. That is a great beer. I loved it. It says it has floral and fruity notes. 
Mm-hmm. But it's really strong. Scott's huge into the fruity. Very hoppy. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. yeah. I've got the uh, Ascending India Pale Ale from Orpheus Brewing here locally. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is good. It's actually got a bit of a sour taste to it, which is kind of weird for IPA, but take go ahead. Again. It's good. Oh, I've had that one. It's actually, I thought it was really good. Oh, yeah, it's a little funky after drinking. Yeah, it's got a little, little sourness to it, but uh, mm-hmm. it's one of their, I think it's one of their new uh, new brews. Well, you know, IPAs have a lot of citrus flavor to them, so there should be some sourness. I've always been told if it's if you get IPAs that are a little sour, that it's, um, you know, it's almost kind of that homebrew taste, mm-hmm. that it's someone that just hasn't gotten the recipe quite right yet. Mm. Really? Yeah. But it's it's good. I think I would probably recommend the abbreviated IPA from Montana. Over that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Orpheus is here in Atlanta. Yeah, Very yeah. good. Okay. All out war. Hell yeah. <laughs> Finally. I'm so excited. Rock'em sock'em robots. And this one's called Mercy, which is kind of funny for going into our all out war now. Here we got mm-hmm. Mercy already. <laughs> yep. Before it even breaks into it. Yeah. Well, exactly. poor Father Gabriel is going to need a lot of mercy right now. I don't think Father Gabriel is getting any mercy. Mm-mm. I'm a little nervous for the old man. No. I don't think he's uh. going to be able to get out of that. But, okay, before we digress into all that, what did you guys think of it? I loved it. I thought it was really good. Was it what you expected when you... Uh, not back? not necessarily from the previews. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think it was what I expected. I mean, I did expect, like all-out war and that didn't really happen just yet this was kind of setting everything up um this is pre-war yeah uh, which i mean you know after watching you're like okay that has to happen that that makes sense and and like the leading of the horde onto their compound their confrontation with negan and his men which i was very surprised that um negan and his guys didn't come out fighting you know, guns mm-hmm. a-blazing at that point. The episode was great. I thought there was um, some good development and uh, really switches the whole roles because now, you know, all of a sudden Rick's got his confidence back and he's ready to, to take him down. And uh, Negan and his guys are back on their haunches a little bit. So yeah. we'll see what happens. So I was excited. Kimmy, what'd you think? Wow, it was way more exciting than I thought it was going to be. I, th- I think from last year, we, everybody was just kind of down and out because of Glenn and Abraham and the craziness of um, of Negan. And so I wasn't expecting this year to come back with such a bang, but I'm glad it did because I think it brought everything back to full circle, you know, and um, it was amazing. I love the entire setup of how they attacked, the preparation that went into it. I loved the Weird Al Yankovic song playing. Was yeah. Pretty that crazy. One, that one was weird too. Like, I'm still, I still trying. To fi- I'm trying to figure that. out. I don't understand why they did it, yeah. but I thought it was funny that they did do it. Yeah. And um, so there's a little bit of humor in it. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. Maybe it, it was just because it's like this, you know, the super serious situation. He's in bed. You know, when you've seen Rick in bed when he was found at the beginning of the entire series show, mm-hmm. you know, that was like he was surviving something major. Yeah. And so maybe it was, you know, kind of that that little humor thing mm-hmm. to kind of break the ice on that that really it's not a bad situation in the future right what about you scott um i thought it was it was great because it did it did such a great job of um moving the story forward with also being able to bring in a bit of the nostalgia being that it is the 100th episode 
but not overwhelming it. I was worried that they were going to spend a lot of time rehashing things mm -hmm. in this episode, and they didn't. They went forward with it, but they threw enough of the of the um, components in that have come through the series over the years that it was really cool. And probably the strongest one I thought that that I really loved is they brought the series back to being about Rick. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm, this right. this whole episode was focused on Rick. I mean, it's this not was about like you, it's not about I, you. It's not. But it is, but is, this is, this is getting back to where we started from. This is Rick back as being the main character in this thing. Everybody had a part in this episode. I mean, you got little snippets of different people and so forth. You know, great stuff had happened. I thought it was really cool the way it jumped around and showed different people doing different things, even if they weren't main characters. I thought it was kind of cool seeing some, listening to some of the conversations people were having and so forth. But the fact, though, that they, they, they got back to their roots with the story and they um, and they threw some cool little nostalgia pieces in there that were kind of fun little Easter eggs to kind of catch as you were going Lots along. Lots of Easter eggs. Yeah. And the fact that they really car carried the story forward. I love the, the whole aspect of um, the way they were taking the fight to them by taking taking out all the scouts and so forth to begin with. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, that was good. I thought all that was great. And the way that... Um, I love the way Dwight and, and um, Daryl, Daryl. Yeah. Dwight and Daryl, when they were communicating, I love the way that they were following Dwight's directions and so forth for mm -hmm. taking out the people. And, all. and, you know, I just think it, and it was fun. I mean, it was a, it was a good paced episode. Certainly mm -hmm. had a lot going on. There wasn't a ton of dialogue and there didn't need to be other than the speech. The speech actually got a little bit on my nerves, to tell you the truth. Me too. Actually. I thought it was a bit cheesy in places. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean I when he's talking, when he's standing on the back of the truck, giving the yeah. speech. Actually, right? I yeah. thought Maggie's was more cheesy than Rick's was. Yeah, yeah. The, especially the way she turns and looks at him, and she stares straight at him as if like, "There you go." Yeah, and some I of the stuff it. from like Ma like Ezekiel too, which is like, I mean, it's just made to be cheesy. Ezekiel's, I didn't mind too much because of of that yeah. very thing. It's supposed to be, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be dramatic. Maggie's was a little, eh. I mean, I understand why they did it, and it all flowed nicely together, but it was a little, a little over the top. Yeah, it was a little much. It was a little much. Well, yes, and, you will get your doctor back. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you know, it was also a little disconcerting to be jumping back and forth from some of these flashback, flash forwards, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I think they were, I think they borrowed a little bit from Lost. <laughs> and because of that, I was kind of getting a little bit off track there. But I think that's kind of what they wanted us to do. Because they want to draw us into this season to find out what those those vignettes meant. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm still a little confused as to why they did that so much. You know, why they spent so much time dealing with that. But again, like you said, it, it's kind of maybe it'll play itself out going forward. Yeah, I, they want I you to watch. They want you to find out. They want you to find out what those were about. Why was Rick crying? Why, you know, what was the deal with Rick in the future? Mm -hmm. The cane. Mm -hmm. Yep, the cane. You know, and did you notice, did you notice how they started it too? With, uh, when Rick woke up and they focused on the flowers? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. From so the that very was, first episode. Yeah. Playback from when he was in the hospital. Yep. The first Easter yep. egg. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm excited about it also because I, it, this is the, uh, retribution for what a train wreck the last season was. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, that last season still, it just has me kind of like, really? You know, what the hell was all that about? The only thing that will really carry this story forward for me enough is when they finally get rid of Negan. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 
Negan's, but, I mean, that's, Negan's that's, caricature is just a little bit too... His cartoonishness is just a little bit ridiculous. That's where I was a little um, confused as to how confident like Rick and his boys were coming out against Negan on this. Is that like, is it going to be that easy to take Negan down? It can't be. Obviously, it it's can, not. It cannot be that easy. For one thing, Rick is a terrible shot. <laughs> so I don't know. He had to have, he had to have to intended not to do that. And that's where, for me... That was the one, you know, as much as I enjoyed the, the episode, as much as I enjoyed the pacing of the episode and so forth, you know, for Rick, his his undying focus is killing Negan. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Negan right in front of you with his whole, <laughs> right. all his generals with him that you could just gun down and you cut the whole top of, of that organization off. And they then they don't. Well, and that's what and he s- says. That's what he says at the start. He's like, you know, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. I'm going to die right. trying to kill this guy. That's all that needs to happen is that one person needs to die because, well, and that's the, his conversation with Gabriel is that, you know, this one guy has created all this war and Gabriel says, well, you are the one guy that has created all these people to fight back against it. Right. right. But yeah, I mean, it's true. He understands that he's the head of the snake and he has to take care of him and it'll fall apart. But when Gabriel but is- stops him and is like, this is not about you, Rick. And makes mm-hmm. him stop because, you know, he's hiding behind all that uh, metal fencing as if he's they're going to waste their bullets, even though they've just shot up the entire building and destroyed all the windows, which I don't understand why. But yet, but you, yet Nick, Rick has enough time to pull out a camera and take a picture, but he yep. didn't have enough time to keep shooting at Negan. <laughs> I, I, you know, that was the thing to me. If, if it had been, you know, if it had been Negan by himself, okay. If Negan had come out there by himself, I could understand Rick maybe not shooting him there because Negan would be killed, but his his organization would still be together. But it was Negan and all his generals out there. Yeah, right. right. I mean, it was the whole leadership they, standing they in front have, of they them. They could have easily done it. The, ga- that, the game would have been over right there. Yeah, but it's there more fun no shooting war. at windows. Totally more fun to shoot at windows. <laughs> With the glass breaking all around you. <laughs> Get a glass shard in your neck and just spewing out. I think blood. we've already. I think we've already established our miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before oh, yeah. the end of our podcast, but yeah, I think, I think that's pretty understandable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was actually a really really big miss. It helped, but but it helped to move the story forward, I guess. Yeah. And and play you know played it out as being a preemptive strike. It can't um, be that easy. Strike. It can't be that easy at no. all. But uh, yeah, you should have had Negan like hiding behind someone or using someone else as a shield or something because he didn't give a damn. Like Eugene. Yeah, because all the people, all of Rick's people are behind barriers. And Negan's out there strutting the stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, I do understand part of what they're trying to do possibly is is to um, cause fear within Negan's organization, maybe have them turn on him. Because, you know, there is still a lot of outposts out there Mm. and so forth that are not involved with this yet. You know, even if you did kill Negan and his guys there, you still would have some other outposts and so forth out there you have to deal with. I maybe you know maybe they're trying to get Negan's people to to rebel against him. Yeah. But, well, I I did like how the episode, like you were saying, Kim played out with the whole plan. Yeah. You know yeah. the how how they were. Um, Rick Ta- had a plan. Yeah, Rick with- had a plan for the first time. <laughs> But with Tara and Carol out there, like, you know, following and timing the horde mm-hmm. and, you know, you're trying to figure out what is going on. And like you said, there wasn't much dialogue. There was not. In fact, at some point, I think um, our man Daryl had the most dialogue in the scene. 
yeah. and that was yeah. when the the horde came around when uh, uh, Tara's looking at her watch and she's like five, four, three. She does the countdown and they're not there yeah. yet. And all of a sudden they come around the corner and I think Daryl says, yeah. "Look there." <laughs> and no one else said anything. And then he's like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> she said, "Close did, enough." Yeah. Did you did you hear what uh, the girl the girl who plays Tara? I can't remember what her name is. Did you hear Alana. what she was saying afterwards Masterson. about? Being on the bridge there with the licorice. Yeah, throwing her licorice over and hitting people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she didn't realize all those actors were down, or the extras were down there, and she's throwing her licorice and hitting them. <laughs> and they were like, Alana, there are people down below, so could you kind of like ixnay on the... <laughs> yeah, throwing your licorice out. <laughs> that was hilarious. You know, they said that uh, Daryl's supposed to have a lot more lines this year, and... He seemed to be more active in this episode than he was uh, with mm-hmm. all of last season. Like he was yeah. more like he had a mission. Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't him, he wasn't primal. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't the uh, the tortured Daryl that's just grunting and stuff. But the way that he and Dwight were working together, the two mm-hmm. of them used to be bitter enemies and now yeah. they're working together, which I love the way they communicated with the mm-hmm. arrows. That was awesome. Yeah. I love the fact that it's like they're almost actually shooting each other, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like the arrows are landing like inches away from hitting them. Yeah. So they're, they're getting, a lot, getting out a little bit of their frustration. Yeah. yeah was but, um, no, I like the way that um, Daryl and Carol came back together and and she gave him a kiss on the cheek and. He's like, this is going to be fun. And she's like, no, it's not. Like, get your act together. This is not fun. People are going to be dying. But it was, like, great to see him finally interacting with people the way he Mm -hmm. used to interact. So, And I really enjoyed the the Father Gabriel and and Rick Mm -hmm. scenes. I thought they were great. I thought it was great to see Father Gabriel becoming as involved as he is. Because he's being being the uh, moral compass for Rick. Yeah, and he was developed more as like a, an interesting character in the last season, like yep. a, some a contributing member of the group, yep. versus like you know a an anchor that he was for so long. So mm-hmm. well, it's right. kind of like you said earlier. One of you said it that um, everybody seems to play a role in this episode. Everybody mm-hmm. has a chance to talk. Even um, Jordan Woods Robinson, God, I can't remember his name on the show now. Um, anyways, even he is talking and. Um, Jerry's talking to Enid about mm-hmm. the, the, the chest plate that he took off his arm. Yeah. Like He's that's like, supposed yeah, to be yeah, exactly. chest. I love it. Dude. 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 Put it on. <laughs> um, Jerry. But that was nice to me because it's like, okay, finally the whole group has come together and they're working together to come to an end with, with Negan. So that was nice to see too. People aren't working against each other anymore. I liked I liked um I liked King Ezekiel in the way he would you know he'd be all oh, oh, oh like that and uh, I think it was like when they were talking about the doctor mm-hmm. and he was saying well we have a doctor at the kingdom or whatever and and Jesus was like well we're going to get our doctor back and he kind of looks at him like that and then he goes yes we are yeah. <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that was a little silly <laughs> rightly so Jesus. <laughs> So who do you think the graves were that Rick was standing over? Was it Glenn and Abraham? Um, uh, which graves? I, I don't think so. Scene. At the be- very beginning when they do it's the, one of the, the future past, scenes. present, and future uh, Rick at the very beginning. Okay. And he's standing over a gra- two graves. I think that's future. I think it's future Rick. And I don't think that's, I don't think it's Glenn and Abraham. I, the whole time I was watching it, I considered crying Rick the future Rick. Uh-huh. Normal Rick was present Rick. 
And then, oh, no, no, no. How did I do that? And then old Rick was future, future Rick, I guess. Future, future Rick. I was just calling him crazy beard Rick. <laughs> uh-huh. It was crazy beard Rick. So there was no past Rick, I guess. I, I called him Rick the sleeper. Because he really <laughs> didn't get out of bed much. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think all three of those vignettes were in the future to an extent. But I could be wrong. I mean, the one, like you're saying, over the graves, maybe it was Glenn and Abraham. But... I just considered it was him standing over their graves and him preparing himself mentally for what was to come. Mm-hmm. And in his own way, kind of communicating with the two of them about where they are at this point and what their motivation was. Or or just using them as to remind him of why he's there. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I've heard other theories that it could be somebody else so, and nobody really knows, but. No. You know. Okay, so here's my question. Is this actually future Rick, or is he just imagining this as the future that he wants? Um, you mean the I old man Rick? Yes. Yeah, the, the future Rick, like the big gray beard Rick where he's like, I mean, is it actually the future? Is it something that he wants? We don't know. And don't we don't know. know if crying Rick is past Rick. We have no idea. We're getting our Ricks all mixed up. <laughs> just Ricks they everywhere. got Ricks everywhere. <laughs> it's a dictatorship. Because, you know, Rick has kind of lost it several times throughout yeah, the series. Has. I know. That's and he's what I'm been saying. crying Rick before. I mean, but he's like, you know, he's in an intense emotional state right now. So, I mean. This you is know, a is real this... Rick Zaster. Yeah, it could be uh-huh. a Rick Zaster. <laughs> well, I mean, because, I mean, are, are they really going to say, like, you know, when he comes back to finally fight Negan, you're just going to see, okay, the future's okay. Future's okay. Don't worry about it. We don't really have to worry about like what's going to happen during these fights. That's way in the future. Which, by the way, Michonne looks awesome. I know, but what I'm no yeah, gray hair at all. <laughs> what I'm saying is, we we see that, and understandably, he is our you know protagonist. So we're gonna we're not gonna think that he's gonna completely die off at some point, right? He, yeah, could. Right. he could, but what they're showing us is a, a future where he does not. He's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. They come mm-hmm. out of this okay. So are they going to show that to us right when we are beginning the keep, war? Keep one thing in mind. Keep one thing in mind that, uh, Stu, you bring up a good point because of all the three vignettes that they show you, the flash forwards or flashbacks or whatever they are, that is the only one that's, that is treated as a, as a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Right. With yeah, the blurry, it's kind of blurry image and the glowing and, yep. and all that kind of stuff. The rest of them are kind of just like what you would expect to see. So, um, you know, maybe it is his his idyllic world that he's thinking about. I don't so, know. So, or, I mean, after this all happens, we're just back in Alexandria and everything's fine. Can that be the way that The Walking Dead goes? No, no. it can never go that way. If you're a comic book reader, you know it's not. Okay, I don't want to hear that. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just saying, you know, the comic... Don't want to hear it? I mean, it's Shut not it. going to end anytime Shut soon. Shut it. There has to be some sort of drama, right? Shutty. It's not going to be all... Yeah, right. Hunky-dory. You can't, you can't be like, oh, well, now they f- defeat Negan, and now we just watch these people hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's build a government. It'll be a sitcom from that point on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> A comedy. <laughs> Rick will come into a bar and everybody will go, Rick! Like can clapping and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dwight. Oh, Dwight. <laughs> you rascal. <laughs> You're always burning your face on that iron. 
Carl! <laughs> Come and get my wheelchair. Speaking of which, I'm just gonna uh, an aside. Did did you watch you watch the robot chicken thing, which was the yes. spoof on, oh, yeah. on oh the my Walking God. Dead? That is so funny. Uh, the, the tell, amount, tell everybody about that. Tell everybody about that. First. Oh, I'm not gonna go into a lot of description, but the amount okay. of of different. Um, little skit things they did just based on Carl's eye being missing were great. <laughs> then like they, yeah, they start out and he's like, Negan's hitting a golf ball into his eye. Hole in one. He's like, he's like, mother, uh, mother having birdie. <laughs> and then he opens he a opens. beer on his eye socket. And yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that's awesome. So if you have not seen that, Robot Chicken did a, uh, half an half an hour episode, all based on Walking Dead characters and stuff, and it, it goes all the way back to hilarious. Shane. Hilarious, yeah, it goes it back is to Shane. Hilarious, oh my god, that the one beginning. with uh, with Negan's scarf getting caught in the car door. Yes. Oh yeah, oh my god, that about killed me. Oh my god, the C360. part in Robot Chicken where Maggie has the baby. Oh yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> y'all have to go see this. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hey Stu, can we can we post it on our website? Oh of course. No, I actually shared it on Twitter. But yeah, we can put it on the website for for sure. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Speaking of Maggie, you know, I, I kind of dogged her speech a little bit, but the fact that she did that speech and she was up there with the leaders, uh Rick and King Ezekiel, I think solidified her as the leader of the hilltop. And made her more important because she's kind of been acting as the leader at this point or, right. you know, up until now. And now that Gregory has disappeared, quote unquote, they, they need an actual leader now. And I think now that that speech has happened, she's definitely the person. And they're all going to start looking to her for more guidance. And mm-hmm. I mean, they did. They did waver a little bit when Gregory said started yelling at them about the fact they wouldn't be back. They wouldn't be allowed back at the hilltop and so forth. But they didn't go. Yeah, but Jesus, Jesus took care of that, kiboshed that little thing. Well, but I think it, I think they had actually already kiboshed it themselves yeah. by not moving. But it does make you, you know, wonder just how nerve-wracking it is for them and how solid Maggie's um, leadership is at that point. Right. You know, things right. could go sour real quick. You know, Negan could have his people attack the hilltop and, the, you know, these hilltop people go running back in a second. Because they well, still got their families and stuff there. Yeah, and Rick backed it up right after she after she did the speech and said, you know, um, after this all happens, I'll be looking for you to lead. Exactly. The part that you mm-hmm. didn't hear was like right after he said that he's because I don't want to deal with all these people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but that scene where uh, he's up on that truck talking and the mm-hmm. camera goes below him and is looking up at his face and his body starts to block the sun. That is mm-hmm. a beautiful image. Did you think so? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I thought it was beautiful the way they framed that. Yeah, it was nice. Fan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the good thing is after 100 episodes, Rick finally came up with a good plan. He did. You know, did you understand what was going on with the, the uh, cars with one corrugated panel on the side the entire time? I mean, obviously, they're they going into battle mode. But I, yeah. I was trying to figure out why that was helpful. I mean, it makes well, sense. Well, they were trying to form a wall. They were trying a... to form a metal wall. by You, you kind of saw the way the, the cars kind of niched into each other yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Um, that was the plan. But what I didn't quite understand is, is um, I guess they did take most of the cars with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
when they split. Okay. Yeah, I still, I'm still not 100% sure what the deal was with shooting out the windows. Of the building. Yeah. The wasting um, of the ammo. That's a lot of ammo they wasted. They yeah, I don't a lot. understand I that, that at too. all. They could have wasted that ammo on trying to get Negan instead. And Kim and I were like, what are they doing? <laughs> we were yelling at the But TV. you know, but they were like that right from the beginning. Because, I mean, as soon as they yep. got there and they got out of their cars, they all started lining up and aiming their guns towards the windows, even mm-hmm. before Rick went through all that stuff. Well, I just liked how they, they, they obviously choreographed and rehearsed every step of that right. attack. And Maggie says that. And... And they're like, one, two, three. And they all shoot in the air just to get the attention of Negan and his guys. And they come out. And then it's like, you know, who's they have a a designated person that's talking to Negan. And they have the cars situated so that Rick can just see Negan and vice versa. But he can't Mm -hmm. get to them. Right. And, you know, so they it was almost like a puzzle piece, the way they had blocked their cars in Mm -hmm. with their uh, with the panels you know, right. blocking the people. And then, of course, the RV with the iron mask on it, which was super cool and somewhat creepy. And they finally killed that RV. Yeah, it's dead. It's gone. Yeah. But, um, That's a shame. Yeah. But then, you know, on the backside of that, taking out all the guys at the lookout posts and, and then orchestrating the horde and all the explosions that had to happen in order for the horde to follow and come in that direction. And even just Daryl on his bike... Uh, shooting at the same time that he's trying to ride and he's having to turn backwards, which is no easy feat when you're on a huge heavy bike like that. You could. It's a lot like it. ride with Norman Reedus, right? It is. It's yeah. it's a lot like ride with with walkers uh-huh. instead of you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan's <laughs> going to be the first guest this season. By the way, I'm so on excited. ride. Yeah, next yeah, Sunday. Really? Yeah, aren't you excited? Yeah, so, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm watching so it. Damn excited. <laughs> uh, we probably will watch it. I'm not watching that crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, not next Sunday. The Sunday after November fourth oh or fifth, whatever that is. Oh, anyways. sweet! Right before our trip. Yeah. Okay. So, um, God. anyways, something I, to look forward to. The way they orchestrated that entire attack was just amazing. That they got all those pieces to work together, and then there uh-huh. was that one lone walker that almost like threw everything out of whack when he walked over that wire. Where Carol uh-huh. and Dan. Oh were. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, which was Morgan. great. I was glad to see them have something maybe not work perfectly. Yeah, exactly. It was it was working a little bit too perfectly. Yes. Well, OK, here's speaking of things working perfectly. OK, Morgan's out, like has no problem with taking people out now. Oh, I guess he not. is like, was that, shoom, not, that was right surprising. Wasn't chest. It? Yeah, that was very yeah, when he took that guy out at the yeah at the research facility. Yeah, yeah that, I, I agree. That kind of caught me by surprise. I wasn't um, expecting him to relish it so much. He's definitely on. He was board like with licking the, the blood off the. No, no, stick. he was. He was. <laughs> I don't know if he relished it so much as <laughs> yeah. just. Oh, he loved it. <laughs> as just I don't he think knows... he has he any like, problem with. It. He doesn't have any problem no, no, no. with it anymore. He knows that it's a necessary means to an end. Look, Kim, Kim, Kim. He could have walked up behind that guy and racked him upside the head with that stick, and that guy would be done. No, he punched him through the chest with the sharp end of that bad boy. No, he was he was in, he was getting into it. Yeah, okay. definitely fine. He's bought in. Not that not that there's anything wrong with that. It was just surprising. <laughs> but even Carol has not completely bought in. Like she knows, like this is what you just got to do. Like what she told Daryl, it's not going to be fun. This is just, you know, the future's going to be better this way. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this. 
Okay. Carl. Carl's going for gas. Carl. Carl. Fantastic scene. What about, so who is this mysterious stranger? I don't know, but I bet we'll see him again. Yeah, and but we should, yeah, we should mention that's that whole scene is a callback uh-huh. to to Rick to when season one. Yep, season one when he, he right. is going out trying to find gas, and right. runs across the girl, and uh-huh. that is Summer. Yep, that is her. Matter of fact, um, Melissa, Melissa, one of our avid listeners, um, she's friends with her mother. Oh, really? And that she, yeah, and she said that yeah, that was her actually acting that part. She's usually at Walker Stalker as well. Yeah. Oh, she was she was actually the zombie again. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't and know. wearing the same she type the, of yeah. Clothing. She had the same face mm-hmm. scar Rip and off. stuff. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Isn't that cool? That was one of yeah. the Easter eggs. Uh, right. You saw her so far away that you couldn't really tell it was her. But yeah, if you compare, in fact, on Twitter, I think people had put like a side by side video where it plays both of them at the exact same time, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's on It's it's like frame for frame. It's big. Yeah, the whole scene. scene. Yeah, the scene where he gets out of the car and there's like a, or he gets out of the van and there's the, uh, the cars are broken down around him. And like, even when he's going up to other cars and sees like the dead in there, there's one that Rick comes upon and it's not that decomposed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Carl comes up on it and it's like completely decomposed. Uh It's the same. And he also, the same thing is looking at like the uh, tricycle on the ground. And, yeah. and the kids' toys and so forth that were laying around. That's all that Rick looked at originally, too. Yep. Yeah, that was really cool the way they did that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, but I don't know who that kid is. The yeah. thing that I thought was interesting, though, that was that even that kid was like, uh, said something about how the, the saying that his mom told him was in the Quran, and then he's like, oh, I shouldn't have told you that because I don't even know who you are. So it's like, right. you know, all the 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 racism or whatever that we have in this day and age is still existing in the apocalypse that people still need to be worried about who they encounter and who they tell about themselves. So, well, zombies aren't as good as we are. What? <laughs> oh, you're sorry. talking about prejudging people based on yes. religion. Yes. yes. Gotcha. Yes. I thought you were talking about the undead. No, I'm just kidding. So, so that was really interesting that they were able to incorporate something from modern day mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, I guess yeah, like you said, we'll probably see him again sometime in the future. No, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't either. I don't know what to make of him yet. I yeah, I don't either. It, it's never good when that happens, and they make such a point of it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's something behind it, and like Rick had to you know, like he repeatedly apologized to Carl about like I shot over his head. I shot over his head. Because you right. can see, like, Carl was, yeah, was, was, up, bring that he up. was upset about but, it. But, which, you know, that argument was kind of stupid, too, if you think about it, because uh, he was, you know, insinuating he may be one of Negan's people, right? Well, if he's one of Negan's people, why is he shooting over his head? Yeah, right. I why mean, not just take him out? Yeah, Carl says, why, do you think he's a spy? Well, if you thought he was a spy, why would you not stop him? Yeah. You know. But Carl seemed really irritated with his dad, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because he didn't think he was. But I'm just saying, Rick's thing was, you know, it could have been, you know. Well, I mean, okay, part of it of is. People. Part of it is that Carl was out there by himself, right? And all of a sudden, Rick uh, shows they, up? Yeah, they were meeting. They were supposed to meet up at the okay, intersection. Okay, okay. So, so maybe maybe him. Carl was like, what the hell? I had the situation under control. Like, Why are you doing this? Me. You know? Like. You can't step in on everything when I'm trying to. Well, you know, Carl says, he says, you know, you got to have hope, Dad. Yeah. 
Well, I thought he said it's not enough. And he said, and Rick yeah, said, well, enough, enough what? And he said, hope. Right. So that's so. what I'm saying. Carl wanted to, to, I think Carl was thinking to help the guy. Nope. It's a dictatorship. <laughs> that was not going to happen. <laughs> I tell you what, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll talk about um, Gregory and his new affiliation with uh, Negan and his people. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, we're back. So, Kim, what was going on with Gregory and the countdown and Negan and all that crap? Uh, yeah, Gregory's Gregory's an asshole. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, when Jesus is like, oh, yeah, of course, that's where he went. Like, mm-hmm. no shit, Sherlock. Of yeah. course, that's where he went. <laughs> yeah, so Gregory sold everybody out, and apparently Negan's trusting him, which I don't understand, I don't think he is. I, I really don't think he is. I think no. he's well, manipulating he, I, him. He's trusting him in that he's like, you guys don't have enough people to stand up to me. That's because his boy brought him there, and he thinks, yes, that Gregory has some sort of control over the hill hilltop folks. Yeah. Which right. Gregory thinks he has control over, and, he, and he's standing out there uh-huh. uh, trying Making to sell it. Speech. Yeah, and he, does, he has nothing. It was he's great nothing. when, when uh, Simon throws him down the stairs. Yes. I was like, so I guess that Gregory... Gregory was planning on going back to the hilltop and still ruling, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's been ousted. Yeah, he's done. He is out of here. Which is unfortunate for our friend Xander. Well, it, it is unfortunate <laughs> for Xander. But, <laughs> you know, but yes, yeah, it was a, it was a given. Show. You know, uh, Negan is that character that you love to hate. And um, uh, Gregory is that character you, that you just hate. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> you exactly. don't even like to hate him. You just hate him. Which is yeah. unfortunate because Xander Berkeley is such a nice guy. I know. But that's what I was saying. I know. But, you know, he's having fun with the roles. So. He is. He is. Yeah. And the guy yeah, is, like, he's the complete guy. asshole and, like, has, you know, no care for anybody around him as long as he gets what he wants. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it was, it was a perfect way for him to go out. And, yeah, he didn't even get killed. He just got kicked down the stairs, which was great. I know. Uh, he his scene when he had with um oh what's it, who's the guy's name? Stephen Ogg? Simon? Oh. Simon. Yeah, yeah. The scene when he and si- when Simon comes and they're talking about gin, you know, he's kind of like, "Oh, you're a gin man." And he's like, "No, I'm a man of changing tastes." He says, <laughs> "Gin tastes like piss." And he says, "Yes, now I'm a tequila man." And and he's like, "Note to self." <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I get that tequila next time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually funny because Xander Berkeley and Stephen Ogg, who are the two character, the two actors, yeah. like hang out all the time. Like they're posting pictures on Twitter all the time where they're just like just doing it up, like having a great time. At bars yes. in town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, wherever. I mean, just having fun. They're like posting stuff on Instagram and stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> are they braiding <laughs> each other's hair, stuff like that? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Stephen Ogg doesn't have much hair, I don't think, but... Neither does Xander Berkeley. No, no. Um, it's like around here. But the crappiest thing <laughs> is that once again, he screwed over somebody from our side, which is our Father Gabriel. Yeah, but it's beautifully placed. It's good. It is nicely done, but goddamn him. Father mm-hmm. Gabriel has too big of a heart. He should not have gotten out of that car. Yes. Okay, well, before any of that happens, we have the standoff between Rick and our man Negan. When Rick does the countdown... From 10... Are, are you going to really make me count? Yes. Yeah. 
And then he stops at seven and just starts counting. I was like, yes. It starts shooting. Or shooting, sorry. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, he doesn't deserve to have the full 10. Just shoot his ass. But that's what he should have been doing before that even happened. He should not have even counted at all. He should have just started count or shooting and tagged him. Now, didn't Well, he Negan... still wasn't shooting at them when he shot him after counting down. Because there's no way they would have missed all those guys up on that, up on that I balcony. Know. I know. There's no way. Well, uh, unless I Rick think they were still like, shooting over. Like, he's, like, an extremely bad shot. We don't know that. We don't know if but he's, he's a good not. Shot. But he's not. I mean, you could see it when he was shooting the machine gun later when, when um, Negan's hiding behind that piece of metal or whatever. He's hitting, like, all around him. Yeah. There might have been someone else behind Rick shooting to make yeah, him maybe look that's better. What maybe that's what it was. <laughs> because they're like, oh, don't let Rick know he's that terrible of a shot. Well, where do you think all <laughs> the... Um, the you know the soldier guys went. Did they duck into that door, Eugene and all those guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw them running back in. Okay. I don't yeah. know. Somehow Negan got fell off the platform. He's laying on the ground down there for Rick to try and take well, out he, again. He got shot in the leg. He got shot in the leg. He and Gavin went in that direction. You saw those two dive off the platform to that way, and the rest of them ran in the doorway. But Negan is like flopping on the ground like a fish, trying to get away, and and that's when Gabriel's like. It's not about you, and that's where I would have said, "Well, yeah, well, get the fuck out of here." It's not about you either. I'm gonna keep shooting at him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's not about me. It's about it, Negan because I'm gonna yeah, kill his ass. Right. I mean, exactly. Rick can die at this point. Like he he knows this is the guy that needs to die. Yeah. Take yeah. him out. Right. Right. Yeah. That that whole thing of him not taking him out was just you know. Well, I, th- I think the conversation crazy. between the two of them before any of that happened was was awesome, though. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like yeah. where he he said, uh, "Hey, it's not about seeing whose dick's bigger here." Yeah, but mine is. Or yeah, but yeah, he did. He, he did say. Well, but we he both said, know mine, mine is, is, and we both know that. <laughs> yeah, there were some great lines in that whole thing. Ed, Ed Negan is just coming out like. And see, this is where I don't mind Negan. Like he. Okay, he's theatrical, but for some reason he seems easier to handle this season so mm-hmm. far. Rather than last year, he was like way over the top and kind of annoying. So I'm hoping they right. kind of like dial him well, back a little bit. Well, he wasn't in control of the situation. He wasn't yeah. as in, in control of the situation in this thing. So it wasn't like he totally had everybody just w- with bated breath waiting for his next words like mm-hmm. he did in the past. But he's still this smiling. Was, this at was him. Rick's show at this point. He's still he was still trying to put like, on. This is bad. You're making a bad move, Rick. You know this mm-hmm. is going to be bad. Well, why do you think Rick took the picture of him? Was I think because that... he he's he's going to taunt him with it. I, I think would... he's going to show him squirming behind that thing, and he's going to post it somewhere. I, like on Instagram or something. Yeah. Exactly. Well, on, I mean, I, mean, I was page. thinking he was throwing Negan back at himself. Well, mm-hmm. that's what I was going like to say. He, Is it like the the Polaroids that the Negans, the saviors, took of the yeah, people that they totally, killed? Totally. That's. I mean, that was that was a mirror of that. Him coming out and saying, "Are you going to make me count?" Didn't Negan say that to them at one point? Yeah, I think so. He 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 was taunting him with his own actions. Yeah. At that right. point. And he's going to post that picture somewhere to taunt him. I mean, it's going to be some. He's going to put that picture somewhere where Negan will find it on Twitter. But again, but again, that says to me that he had no intention of killing Negan right off the bat, and I'm not sure why. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe he wants to take out more of his guys or something. Prolong the fight. Uh, see, I thought he was he was prepared you only to get your own people killed if you prolong the fight. I think he was prepared to take a picture of Negan's dead body. I think that's what he wanted. 
I think he wanted to show some proof to whoever these, like you said, the outposts are. Mm-hmm. Like, here, we killed this guy. He's mm-hmm. dead. He's gone. Do you want yeah. to end up like him? You know, this is, yeah. it's over. Yeah, proof. Yeah, you might be right. That is, that it's, that's the uh, proof of death. Yeah. To, oh, to show to people. Because that's what Negan's thing was. I mean, you know, is the proof of how violent he was. That's mm-hmm. true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, good thought. Maybe. Could be. I, that, I, that only happens rarely. It really but does. Good <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll take it. Stu's bringing his B game tonight. That's All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better than my D game. Yeah, it is. Uh, but our listeners already know that, Stuart. I also thought it was funny when... <laughs> Before all the shooting happened, Dwight was on the radio with that girl that was at yeah. the outpost. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. she's like, what'd she say? I want some bang, bang, and some... Kill, kill, or something. No. Yeah, yeah, bang, bang, and kill, or kill. Scream, scream. Like scream, scream. Yeah, bang, bang, scream, scream. Yep. And some blood. Yeah, and she got it. It was her bang, bang, scream, scream. I want... Oh, here it is. I want some scream... I want some bang, bang, Dwight. I want some scream, scream. I want blood. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. And you know Dwight inside was going, have at it. I know. Have fun. Because that, that was a great uh, it was a great ambush and so forth. The one thing I was having a hard time, uh, though, with is the fact that those walkers were not going to move that fast. I mean, it would take them forever to get from where they were going to, to Negan's place because they are not a fast horde. They're like and, Pepe Le Pew. I mean, you don't, right, you think you think they're the slowest thing in the world. They're right there, though. You turn yeah. around, they're there. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they're not keeping up with a motorcycle going down the road. That motorcycle leading behind real fast. Yeah. With as fast as he was going on the motorcycle. I mean, it was a cool scene. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It was very cool. Oh, yeah. Watching he was blow all those... he actually was flying on that motorcycle, too. I was I was a little surprised by that, too, because you, you see him. He's like, like trying to get ahead of him. And then he's blowing yeah. something up. And it's like. Yeah, you kind of left them behind. <laughs> exactly. They're not coming, man. They're not coming, man. You're going to have to circle back around. You might want to take some pointers from Troy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's funny. Yeah. So, so I mean, um, like we were saying, uh, Rick gets away, but then Gabriel decides to go back and hit help. Asshole. Yes. Gregory. Right. And Gregory steals the car. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then Gabriel goes and jumps into that uh, the uh, what the trailer. The, trailer. The trailer. The trailer, right? That is quickly surrounded by walkers, which is also a throwback to season one when Rick uh-huh. was in the tank. Tank. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's right. Because there was that uh, plan yep. view, that that yep. overhead view. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, and again, though, here's here's a, another thing that just struck me as as odd is Negan's in there. He knows Negan's voice. Everybody knows Negan's voice. Mm-hmm. And Father Gabriel's standing there with an automatic weapon. Why didn't he just blow him away? Well, I mean, why, he seems so shocked, first of all. He was right. like, huh? Like, who's there? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even notice he had a gun with him at that point. I think I was he like, did. oh my God, this is Negan's voice. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're scared. No. I'm kind of like, really? What? Everybody's just scared of his voice. I guess so. Yeah. I didn't you got your shitting pants on? I'm like, yeah. come on, really? I'll show you shit in pants. I'm gonna put a couple holes in your head. I know if, if like Negan is supposed to be so scary and so like good with scaring people in general, mm-hmm. you'd think he'd be better at like wordsmithing some stuff. Like, you got your <laughs> shit in pants on because 
you're going to be shitting in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like George W. Bush. I'm thinking Bobby. Was it Bobby? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? That's right. What was that Will Ferrell show about the NASCAR race? Oh, yeah. Oh, Ricky Bobby. Ricky yeah. Bobby. Bobby yeah, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> I don't know, but... I am not very positive that uh, Gabriel can get out of this situation. I don't know no, why. I don't, no, I think I don't know how he can't. Man. I mean, I, I mean, figured how... he would already be smashed in the head with Lucille by now. No, I think I think what's going to happen is that he's probably going to. If I mean, because they didn't have him kill him right there, which they probably right. should have. He's probably going to try and use him as some sort of bargaining chip now, which now he has some value. Before he had no value, but. I mean, how much really? How much value does Gabriel really have? I mean, he's a friend now. You know, they he is. I know. Friends. I know. But that's they what I'm saying. They built them. him up to be but, something but, now. But he's still a guy with an automatic weapon, and the other guy's got a baseball bat. Well, the one thing you can hope is that there are so many walkers surrounding the trailer that they knock it off its foundation, and therefore knock the guys off Ooh. their feet, and there's some sort of altercation. I've really thought about now, that. Yeah, yeah but didn't, didn't you have a problem with the fact that the walkers turned over in an RV on fear? And now they're going to pull a, you know, turn over a whole double wide? It could happen. Although they're pushing from both sides, so physics say no. Hmm. But they could still push it off its foundation. So uh-huh. science yeah, about yeah it? I'm thinking you're like, you're like whoa. Well, it's obvious. The one thing also I couldn't understand is is it was obvious that Rick realized that Father Gabriel wasn't coming, but he didn't. You know, either it was just Andrew Leakin not doing a good job of acting or whatever, but he didn't look too heartbroken about the fact that Father Gabriel was not there. No, he didn't. And but it's going to be really interesting when uh, Gregory shows up in the vehicle. Yeah. And Father Gregory's not there. Father Gabriel. Or, yeah, Father Gabriel, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> I can't, uh, <laughs> I would love to see Jesus kick his ass. That would be great. It could happen. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go back to uh, to the trailer that uh, Gabriel and Negan are in. I think you're just going to find Negan has Gabriel somewhere else. And you're not going to get like a finalization of what Which actually happens just totally there. boggles my mind. I, I, I don't get that. Yeah, they're going to go somewhere else and Negan's going to be like, hey, I got your... He's gonna be Padre playing head games. Here. He's gonna be playing head games with Father Gabriel now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which it's again, funny. he's he's such a, he's like not even a secondary character. He's like a third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tier character. Yeah. So he's um, the seaside. Yeah, they're probably gonna. <laughs> he's probably gonna be killed in front of Rick and them <gasps> at some point. Oh. Gabriel. Oh. What? I don't know. Uh, okay. They're going to they're going to kill him as like some sort of like, OK, you think you got power. Here's your boy right here. I'm going to kill him in front of you. Ugh. I don't know. I, can't I don't know. Okay. Oh, Comic I book think... people talk to me. <laughs> Kim, Kim has I'm some dying. insight on something. I'm I have no idea. Him. I'm just guessing it's stuff here. It has nothing to do. With and Gabriel. I shouldn't be even talking about this sort of stuff. I am just the producer. <laughs> That's right. I need to shut That's up right. more often. Really? Get back in your place, son. Sorry. <laughs> you better put your shitting pants on, Stuart. Yeah, I, I already have. Actually, I'm. Yeah, it's too late. I do need to change my pants, though. So the last <laughs> outpost that Carol and crew <laughs> attack, it yeah. appears to be that satellite post that they attacked way back 
Oh, with the, the dishes? Last, yeah. Really? Yeah, the Last research Sunday. facility. So they yeah. took that one back over again? The saviors did, okay. yeah. So, um, but they didn't kill the people this time. Like they, Because they, they had a smoke to, bomb. Yeah. They were able to escape. So they were able to escape. But whose head did we see on the fence, Stuart? Remember? Oh, Nicotero. Laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah Greg yeah. Nicotero's head. Yeah, Nicotero's head. Stuart's like, oh my God, it's Nicotero. Yeah, again. totally. It was, like laying, yeah. it was like laying there and it was like, rah, rah. and I was like, uh-huh. that's Nicotero again. Yeah. Yeah, you could totally tell it was him. I bet you oh, yeah. they'll have that there this weekend at Walker uh, Stalker. I hope so. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they talked about it at the end of the um, episode, the recap thing, that that was, yeah, that was his from what movie? They talked about he was using in something, he had actually made it for some other movie. Did he? Yeah, uh, I thought he had made it for that. Day of the Dead, or, or yeah, what? it was some yeah, it was something that they had he had used previously. What is the one that that's what is the remake that they did in the in the shopping mall? Uh, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, Dawn yeah. of the Dead. Yeah, he did yeah, that. that was, yeah, that was hilarious when they're like all the zombies are slipping on the ice rink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get up the escalator. Uh, oh God, help funny. us! <laughs> um, but I'm one. But the That's reason I, the reason I bring it up is because I wonder like what significance that out, that certain outpost has for the future of the story. That they know. did not take out the people yet that were involved in there. Well, it just shows that they're going to be able to regroup some of these people. Yeah. But they had already killed the guy there. That's that's where uh, that's where um, what's his name put the stick or the stick through the guy at the beginning was at that research facility. Oh, was it? Yes, right in front of that same sign. Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. When he stabbed the guy with the stick. Hmm. When they hmm. were taking out the scouts, it was at that same place. It seemed weird to me that they focused on. Guess that they one just so got to keep going back to that place ever all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the last line that Rick, future Rick, I guess, distraught Rick, crying Rick, said is, my mercy prevails over my wrath, which is what... The title Gabriel? comes from. Um, mercy? No, shush. Gabriel. King Ezekiel, doesn't he say that in his speech earlier on when he's talking about Henry VIII? Uh, maybe. I can't remember to tell you the truth. I feel like he did. But yes, that's where the title comes from. It was definitely a very, very classic line for somebody like Rick to be quoting. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, when he said deep. it, I was kind of like, uh, where did that come from? And then he he finished it off with, or something. <laughs> or something. Carl! <laughs> come here! <laughs> what do you think the party was that everybody was celebrating in future Alexandria? And they didn't... Uh, they made an owl, which Something is reminiscent of uh, Rick's girlfriend, um, Alexander Breckenridge. Sam? Mm hmm. Yeah. Sam. Oh, yeah. With the owl. She made right. the owl statue. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Which, which, with her freaky son broke up. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. That. I still, I mean, I, again, I, I think a lot of that is dream. I'm starting to think you're right on that, Stuart. That, that had a lot of dream elements to it. It had too much symbolism in it yeah, that, that was going yeah. on that it was like it can't, it can't, I don't, there's too many um, coincidences of, mm-hmm. of right. what's happened in the story. Yeah. So maybe, maybe those graves are, are Carl and Michonne. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ooh. It could, well, it could be Gabriel. It could be, mm-hmm. um, you know. Could but that's be, why he has that idyllic uh, dream about them is maybe they're gone. Yeah. 
It could be Daryl. Maybe Darl. he's gone. Yeah. It was, did his... you see that one hand sticking mm-hmm. out of the dirt with the middle finger sticking up? That's true. I think that was Daryl. You know, <laughs> do you remember when Sasha had her dream about uh, Bob and Tyrese? Yeah. Because she was on her way out. She was dying. Mm. Mm. Oh, maybe the dreams are happening because he's dying. Maybe. I don't know. They, they are centering it a, a lot more around Rick. So I think it is kind of the whole story is kind of getting more. Um, well, whatever Rick is saying, Rick when he's based. got the whatever Rick is talking about when he's got the uh, um, the prism effect going on his face and he's crying and all. He's a mess at that point. Yeah. Something was wrong with him at that point. They also focused very heavily on that stained glass window that was above his head, mm-hmm. which makes me think we're going to see that again. And that will be some sort of indication as to the timeline and where he's at in that timeline. Yeah, that didn't get broken at some point during the this, did it? No, I don't no think not so. yet. Okay. okay. Nope. All right. Well, anyways. I mean, it was definitely their house in Alexandria, though. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, why don't we take a break, and uh, maybe when we come back, we'll take a few minutes talking about a couple of the Easter eggs we saw in the show. And then, um... Hit and miss! We'll get to... Hit miss! All right, we'll be back in a minute. Riding in a bus down the boulevard, and the pace was pretty packed. Yeah. But I see so I had to stand with the perverts in the back. It was melting like a locker room, there was junk all over the floor. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, I tell you what, I, I did love, as I said earlier in the in the uh, podcast, how much they brought out the nostalgia and so forth uh, with the show with all the Easter eggs and so forth. Do you guys want to talk about a couple of those? There were a ton of Easter eggs. Um, we've already named some of them. So Addie Miller returned to Summer, the little mm-hmm. girl from the gas station. Mm-hmm. Yep. One that I really loved was Ray Giles, who was one of the original zombies from season one. He yeah. was wearing the he black... He was the electrocuted walker, right? He was wearing the black suit with the long black hair. He was sitting in the bus, and he came out of the bus as right. as Rick was going downtown on the horse. Huh. He was on my original Walking Dead t-shirt that everybody at Walker Stalker, including Greg Nicotero, commented on. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And we mm-hmm. met some of those guys because I was wearing that shirt. Um, Did you giggle right after that? Did you go, yeah. <laughs> well, I was super excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, he played the electrocuted walker that okay. was fused to the pole mm-hmm. that Rick cut loose, and then he attacked. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, that that one guy that, yeah. The one that was like, we're going to kill your son. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And he Rick? finally cut that little walker loose to yeah. go ahead and take that guy out. So that was him. Yeah. Uh, I got one for you. Okay. How about the orange backpack? Yep. Carl was carrying the orange backpack at the gas station. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And where did we see the orange backpack before? From the Hitchhiker on the Clear episode. The one that they passed by and was trying to catch up with him, and then when they came back later on, he was dead. Gotcha. And remember that guy, that actor passed away last year when he was hit in a car accident. Oh, really? Mm. Remember that? I know that. Mm -mm. Yeah, we reported on that. And then, of course, the whole gas station scene, that was all a throwback from season one. Mm Mm-hmm. The scenes where Rick wakes up in his bed in the future, that's Mm -hmm. all a throwback to the hospital when he wakes up in season one. Yep. 
There were graffiti flowers on the bridge where Carol was sitting that she saw. That's a throwback to uh, Cherokee Rose and to look at the flowers, Lizzie. Look at the flowers. Yep, exactly. Um, Gabriel in the trailer, surrounded by the walkers. That was a throwback to season one with Rick Mm -hmm. in the tank. And then Negan saying, let me ask you something, Rick, is a callback to when Shane would always ask, let me ask you something, Rick. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a tribute to uh, John Bernthal. Yep. And then the final thing was the owl. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that was the actual thing. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Kim. Mm. <laughs> uh, are they signed for season nine? Yes. I'm sure. That, yeah, they're up till season 10, I think, are actually. They up to yeah. Season 10? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of kind of. Um, story ending things that seem to happen yeah yeah i mean like in reality i mean it's just like it seems like a lot of things that are kind of wrapping up mm-hmm. what happened in the beginning i know they do a lot of this stuff easter egg stuff a lot but there's a lot in this one mm-hmm. which actually well, it's the hundredth it's the hundredth episode it, you're right it's the hundredth episode but it they is have to like a nice, neat little package mm-hmm. it would be yeah for this season mm-hmm. for them to go right. to more seasons after this I hate to say it. We love the show, but it, it seems like they need to kind of wrap it up at some point. You and know, last season, I totally agreed with you. This episode made me super excited for what's to come. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's OK. And you should be super excited and ecstatic about the development, what happens in the season. And then that's where they should stop. I know the problem you know is I mean? there's like, so much story left from the comics that they have so much more to explore. But I do agree with you. I mean, like it's going to start getting old. It is starting to get old with other people. Maybe not. Last last me. season really put a strain on yes, it did. the audience and, yes. and a strain on um, not. I mean, not not just because of the subject matter so much as like. A lot of people it was were just like, miserable. Yeah, a lot it was of people just were miserable. like, "All right, come on, it's kind of hit its prime." Yeah, if they could, if they could bring it back to what it was before and kind of uh, wrap it back to what happened at the very first season, that would be a great way to end it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think I think what they have to do is they have to make this this season as as um, as fun as it was miserable last year. Or yeah. last season. Yes. You know, they've got to bring it all the way around. They've Agreed. got to make this season a, a triumphant romp through Negan and his people. Yep. Um, because, you know, and I, and you know, that may have been part of their plan. I think it was, they were trying to make that whole season miserable. Well, this is the retribution for it. This is the recovery from it, I should say. Yeah. Um, well, and then you have Gimple, like, switching over to fear now. I mean, he's helping out over on He's fear helping, now. he says. <gasps> he's helping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's mm-hmm. not going to have so much more to do on the other one. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I don't want him to Anyways, leave. I'm, yeah, I'm he's getting awesome. into my conspiracy theories here. That's <laughs> right. Um, I tell you one thing I, that was kind of interesting today is I work with um, four other people that are avid watchers of the show, um, and it was it was interesting today. Two of them came over to talk to me about the premiere. But the other two came over to talk to me about Fear's final episode. 
They didn't cool. talk about the premiere. I, you know, I said, well, what did you think of the premiere? And said, oh, it was exciting. But, you know, what happened on Fear when, when they did this or that, yeah. you know? And I was yeah, just kind of like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So they're definitely getting into the fear side of things. How about we move into our hit or miss segment? I think it's time. What's your hit, buddy? Okay, my hit was, it, it's probably not a major thing, but I really liked uh, when Negan's delivery on um, I Care About My People. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was standing up there, because I thought, oh. That was a jackass move. I'm it? not just going to run my people out there and get yeah. killed over this. Yeah, because it was just like a completely twisting it back on, on Rick. I thought mm-hmm. it was a very well-placed line. Yeah, that, that was a good one. That and uh, during that situation where, where they brought Gregory out. Yeah, I thought that, again, that was like, uh, fuck you, Gregory, but so well-placed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. So, it was good. That's awesome. Kim, Kim, what do you got? Well, besides the fact that the entire episode was amazing, um, I... <laughs> I was just super impressed with all the planning that went into the attack. And this mm-hmm. is probably not the real attack. Like, it's no. probably not this is all-out war. No, no this is And preemptive. a lot of planning went into this. Um, a lot of cogs, wheels had to fit together. And... This was just sending a message. Don't forget, don't forget what Maggie said. She said, this is only the beginning. It's going to be several days before we even know if this worked. Mm-hmm. Right. So whatever they're doing is right. supposed to be getting a reaction out of them. But I thought it was really cute how uh, Tara was timing everything, and like she was, they were moving from spot mm-hmm. to spot, and you kind of had to follow along a little bit to figure out what they were doing. Um, but she was timing, you know, how fast they were moving and what time they were hitting each spot, and, you know, doing simple math, things like that. But I thought that was like really cool that they were doing stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds really bad, but they were doing simple math with Fear of the Walking Dead with, um, not simple math, but Alicia trying to figure out how the air would flow into the bunker. Oh, mm-hmm. right, yeah. You know, uh, it's yeah, like... Right, well, how much oxygen they had left, how much time they had left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know why, but that just kind of... So you're very excited about the math. So you're loving, like, the, the volumetric, like, math that's going on. And moving and my nerd is coming out. Okay, yeah, I would, I would definitely. I got excited that. that they were like, "Let's use some stuff we learned in school." Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Let's do an algebra problem now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know it's silly. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> Scott. What did you think? And they're trying to find the area of a circle. Um, I'm going to tell you. I I thought the beginning when they start picking off all the scouts out there was awesome. Mm-hmm. I, when you're talking about the plan, that was my favorite part of it. Just yeah. following along um, Dwight's list and marking them off as they take them out. I thought that was great. That that for me was was a big hit. Um, I enjoyed that part immensely because to me it was kind of like, all right, now something good's happening. Yeah, we're getting going. We're moving well, forward. Yeah, it's like one of the old military movies. Like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, well, I don't even know if they did this, like Bridge Over a River Kwai or like Rambo or anything where it's like that kind of secret stuff is being set up. And yeah. you're like, okay, what's like their with, plan? But with, yeah, like, like they pick that guy off of the platform and so forth, yeah. you know. And who had the list? Like, who had the shopping list? At first, I thought it was Daryl. And then towards the end, I was like, I oh, no, Rick. Rick had it. Yeah. Like, Let me finish here. Oh, sorry. Dude. Yeah. I thought, yeah, Rick had it at the end. <laughs> yeah. 
he may i i don't know exactly who had it but it doesn't matter i mean it was it was just uh it was cool it was cool to watch them get started in the plan and and start moving things forward in a positive way stewie wait i have an honorable mention oh uh-oh of course you do red machete miniseries oh the red machete yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a ah, surprise so, that there's a new miniseries. So that was Rick's original weapon. Is that what it was? The red machete? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that uh, he left it in the park, right? <sighs> yeah, but the question, the, the whole miniseries is about where did it come from? Where did it where originate it? and how right. did it travel to Rick? Yeah. Right. But that was a surprise. I didn't know they were doing that. So that was really no, cool to no, see because I, I don't think cool. they've done one in several seasons. No, but that was a pretty creative thing to do with it, too. That's, yeah. Like, where are the weapons coming from? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Follow the trail of the weapon. All right, Stu. Looking for my miss? Yep. Yeah. My main miss was Rick's miss. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you have him right there? You even catch him off guard on the countdown. Yeah. And you cannot kill, you cannot shoot Negan. And maybe he would bent backwards. Maybe. And dodge the bullets. He did the dip. But he got he his the leg. Negan so dip. he did the dip and his yeah, leg went out. Well, yeah, his leg was still there. But I mean, but, but, but still, you're, you're right. I mean, I'm sure there is a reason, and maybe it'll come up later on. He was never intending on killing Negan in that. It was obvious right from the beginning. The plan was never to kill Negan there. Oh, but, my God. He's right there. But, but, but he why? States, but why? Yeah, but why? But why? I think you're right. Because he states it that. He is the one cog that will bring this thing down. He's, well, he's right stating there. He's the one who has to die. Definitely. He's the one that has to die. Yes, he's the one that has to die. And he is right there with mm-hmm. no one around him except behind him and nothing blocking him. He no. could have taken him out. Well, he had the whole leadership standing up there. Yep. The whole leadership was there in one, one fail swoop. I mean, you could have ended that war right there. Yep. Even, like you said, you know... Even the uh, outpost would have given up if all the if all the lieutenants had been killed with Negan. Yeah. Yep. Whip out your Polaroid, take some pictures, and send some mail. Yep. Yeah, I don't know that the mail was working anymore. But hey, 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 the mail comes oh, that's back. True. The mail, mail always come on. Goes They'll through. they will always come through. <laughs> well, still delivering through rain, through snow, through zombie attacks, <laughs> through apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually part of their mantra, but... Not yet. Okay. I'm not a big motto person. So my miss was them wasting the bullets on the windows. (laughs) I do not understand for the life of me why that was necessary. And if you're going to shoot the windows, why not just let one person shoot the windows? Does everyone have to shoot the windows? And why keep going? Yeah. Like, why so much ammo? Like, I mean, you could have shot up there and it was like, okay, we got the point. But they just kept going and going and going. It was like... Are you guys really just trying to get rid of everything that you have? Unless mm-hmm. unless they were trying to scare them into realizing how much ammo they have. Well, whatever. You know, maybe You're trying still wasting to your make ammo. them Yeah, but maybe they're trying to get them to capitulate because they're showing off how much firepower they have. Kingdom well, must have a crap load because before they were relying on uh, Eugene to go try and figure out a way to make some ammo for Alexandria. My so, only uh, other thought was that they are opening up uh, a portal, basically, for them to shoot heavy artillery in. Oh, I thought building. you were talking about another dimension. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's where Dream Rick is. <laughs> yes. Um, but it also... Who summoned me? 
It also opened up hiding spaces <laughs> <laughs> on other floors. They're going like to go look for God now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, preacher is on hiatus, so maybe God needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> what was your miss, Scott? <laughs> My miss was... was was exactly what Stuart was saying, just how silly it is that they didn't kill Negan there. But I'm going to, uh, as a little offshoot of that, I still also can't believe the Father Gabriel didn't blow him away. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's standing right in front of him in that trailer. He knows his voice. I mean, why is he standing there in fear? I mean, he should be just opening up on him. But in his defense, he was kind of caught by surprise. Still, or maybe it was a guy that really needed some shit pants. Huh. You got your shit pants. <laughs> My God. (laughs) I don't know. Well, a lot of y'all liked this episode because we have a lot of listener comments. Wow, we've had some negative comments. I was surprised. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's figure out those. I don't know if we're going to read any of them, but we had some. We always read negative stuff. (laughs) All right. We've got to read some negative comments. David Valentine said this premiere was whack. Are you stuck in the 80s, David? There you go. And Gabriel's decisions are sur- surprised emoji. He put the surprised emoji in. If I find myself with Negan in a trailer, I am A, killing him with my rifle, or B, opening the door. I guess he Good agrees point. with you, Scott. Yep, definitely. Emmeline Veltkamp said, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> a good starting point for All Out War two seasons ago. I would have been so happy to see Gabriel in danger. But now I'm terrified for him. Yeah, again, yeah, I mean, they, they completely changed, like, where his character's going. I agree. Um, I loved Rick's uh, sass in this episode. Not fully counting to ten before shooting at Negan. Taking the picture, interrupting Eugene. It's good to see him in fighting form again. It is good, but it's sad that they're taking him out this way. If he goes out. Who? Rick? We'll see. Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. Yeah, 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 Gabriel. Um, we'll see. I don't yeah. think they are. I'm still I'm still kind of surprised that Rick is quite so into I mean when we left him last season they're all like okay this is it screw him mm-hmm. but I don't know it just seems <laughs> like it's such a 180 from where they were last season yeah. I don't know I don't know maybe I I don't know I it's kind of, no I to agree. me I want it, him to be there but it's like right. They're so confident they're going to take him out. And like when when Negan, the one thing we didn't say is he said, you think you got the numbers. Mm-hmm. You don't have the numbers. Remember? Yeah. Right. But he thought he was going to be able to pull the uh, hilltop away from him. Yeah. Not happening. Now, th- to me, this felt like, um, you know, this was like a week or two after the end of last episode or last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. they yeah, worked yeah, out yeah. a plan and now they're going back. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't have a pride. I fell naturally into the flow. I, I thought it was pretty organic. Uh, Mark LaVarnway said, Strange were the flash forwards, but I enjoyed them. Apparently post-war scenes. I'm not sure who the Greys were for. Uh, initially, I thought Abraham and Glenn, but not for, not for sure now. Obviously, at some point, Rick in red eyes and crying over <laughs> something. Um, perhaps there are Morgans and Carol's Greys. Hmm. Why do you think Morgan and Carol's graves? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Could be. It's hard to say. Yeah, maybe Mark could uh, expand further on that yes. and Elaborate, let us know. Mark. 
Evan Brookman said, I guess they must have found an ammo dump since they had so much (laughs) ammo to fire all willy-nilly in order to vandalize Negan's base of operations. I wouldn't care, but they have been starving for ammunition. Even if they did acquire a decent quantity, it's too valuable for thousands of rounds of window breakage. Thank you. Yes, Evan. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And our friend in Madagascar said, who forgot to edit the Kim wanting Norman to lick her part out of the last episode? <laughs> I did not forget that. <laughs> he did it on purpose. I left it in there on purpose because it was hilarious. <laughs> Even though I said I'm going to edit this out, does not necessarily mean I will edit. I will actually out. edit it out. <laughs> it's all part of the entertainment value no. of this show, and I will edit that part out. <laughs> I'm still hoping this weekend that all my dreams come true. Hmm. Oh, Walker yeah. Stalker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about your husband and family. Yeah, what? Never are mind. He's not Norman. Talking no. about. He's not your dream either. Right. Nope. Sorry, okay. bud. Um, yep. He's right. your reality. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Cutting off your checking account. <laughs> what checking account? <laughs> uh, all right, Kimmy. We got any news? We do. Yeah, so the ratings were out. Lowest rated season premiere in five years. Really? Can you believe that? Wow. I know. Well, it was up against that. It was up against that um, Indianapolis Miami Dolphins game. I mean, it was (laughs) riveting. (laughs) That had the nation. I thought you had like a real reason. (laughs) (laughs) They were playing the Bengals. That's what it was. Uh, (laughs) Hey. No one's watching that shit. And the, and the Bengals were on fire. <laughs> like, literally. They set them on fire. Cincinnati's oh. my team. 11.4 million viewers watched this premiere on Sunday night. Um, it was the fourth worst premiere in the show's history, beating only season one, season two, and season three. Hmm. That still sounds like a lot of viewers. But hey, on a good note, the uh, number of downloads, illegal downloads, is decreased. <laughs> okay. Now, By 40%. What, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Now, could it be because that they decreased because people to? didn't want yes. them now? Yes. Yeah, people aren't trying to. Isn't that sad? Um, it's also <laughs> the most talked about non-sports show on social media, Ooh, which reaching. registered 1.5 million okay. people. For, like, okay. Like Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not good. I mean, it's still the number one rated show. Right. But numbers are really down. But It's, it's like talking about the, I mean, in all seriousness, it's like talking about right now that the NFL ratings are down. The NFL ratings are down, but it's still the number one sport in America by a long shot. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, a lot of people were turned off, obviously, by last year's season premiere, and it totally destroyed the entire season, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think that people might come back this season. That's what I'm predicting. But I also think that people, like we've said before, are starting to get kind of, you know, bogged down with the whole zombie thing, or at least the Walking Dead thing. Maybe people are going back over to the fear. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So the whole Harvey Weinstein fiasco is now part of the Walking Dead. Not Harvey Feinstein? <laughs> No, different. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wrong Harvey. (laughs) Different Harvey. I got to call my mother. 
<laughs> so apparently Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wife um, has gotten involved in this whole thing because um, Ben Affleck uh, said that he did not agree or support uh, yeah, yeah, with heard, yeah. what Harvey Weinstein had done all these yeah. years. And I, that, yeah, I heard Jeffrey Dean Morgan had come out and said yeah. something about it. Well, apparently a fan called him out on Twitter for for disparaging Harvey Weinstein when apparently he had actually touched Hillary uh-huh. Morgan's breast yes. back in 2003 uh-huh. yes. on an MTV yeah. interview. And so he apologized to her. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan came out and said that he was happy that it was kind of all over. So, so craziness. Coleman Domingo from Fear of the Walking Dead has joined the cast of If Beale Street Could Talk, which you might be interested in, Stuart. Uh, it's a new movie coming out with Regina King, Stephen James, and Kiki Lane, and it's adapted from the 1974 James Baldwin novel called If Beale Street Could Talk. Hmm. He would say, stop peeing on me. <laughs> <laughs> Get a room. <laughs> Get a room. So there's no release date yet. Date yet on that, okay. but um, they haven't even started filming yet. So. Bill Street of Memphis, Next couple ten- years. Memphis, Tennessee. Right. Yes. So that's cool. That'll be cool to see him in something different. Mm-hmm. I think cool. he just recently wrote a play too that he's producing right now. So that's cool. So next week on <laughs> season premiere. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, next week on the season premiere of The Walking Dead, Season 8, Episode 2, The Damned. The plan involving Alexandrians, Kingdomers, and Hilltoppers unfolds. As Rick continues to fight, he encounters a familiar face. I wonder who that is. A familiar face? My God. That could be anybody. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 when I read that, I was kind of like, I wonder who he is. Is there any missing person that we would know that he would encounter? Was there anybody that... Gabriel's the only one missing right now. Familiar face, though. When they say that, it's usually somebody they haven't seen in a long time. I know. Is it himself? Lori. It'll be Lori. Is it himself? Hmm. Deep. Because he's finally, finally getting back to where he was. Although he's already, he's already kind of, it could be Crazy Rick. Yeah. There you go. Could be Crazy Rick. Sees him again in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Carl! God, I hope so. God, I do too. That would be <gasps> awesome. You always say you don't like Crazy Rick, though. I don't. I actually am being sarcastic. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I can do without Crazy Rick. Um, we got two announcements. Uh, this weekend, of course, is the Walker Stalker convention, and uh, we're hoping we'll be able to see some people there that we know. Um, we're all very excited about it. There's going to be a lot going on. Like Kim was saying, there's going to be uh, pretty much all the cast is going to be there, plus a lot of people from the past. And William Shatner. No. Um, <laughs> Lee Majors. <laughs> Lee Majors, though. <laughs> doesn't matter they're the same guy um <laughs> but we're on saturday night uh october 28th at 6 p.m at the omni hotel we'll be having our uh listener meetup um so if you guys want to join us um come by and have a beer with us we we always like to have a beer you know yeah that. please do scott is buying yeah there we go um <laughs> it's usually a lot of fun there'll be other podcaster people there and um and sometimes some of the the showrunners and actors and so forth will show up. So it's a lot of fun. So please come by and see us. And um, one of the panels, there's a podcaster panel on Sunday, October 29th at noon in the special programming room. 
Um, and it's going to have uh, Chris Fairhurst from The Talking Dead, Elizabeth from Brains Gone Bad, uh, Blake Garris from Marvel Podcast, and Jason Kabasi from The Walking Dead cast. And our own Kim Sonderman from the Fear Me podcast. Woo-hoo, so we're Kim. all very excited about that. <laughs> Kim, how are you? You excited about this? You nervous? You ready? Um, um, all of the above. Yeah. Very excited. Very nervous, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, Chris and Jason, I know personally, so I'm really glad they're going to be up on the stage with me. Um, but we're going to be talking about the season eight premiere and all of season eight and what we can expect from this season. So it's going to be really cool and I'm excited. Yeah, we'll be there watching. We can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Kimmy's making it big time. (laughs) We're riding on some coattails. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Riding as far as we can. (laughs) That's right. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks. If you would like to write into us, <laughs> you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at fearmepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can download your our episodes from your favorite podcasting site, including Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. Good night. Good night. I was gonna die young